You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. There was a British rabbi who was a survivor of the Holocaust. And he tells a story of when he was a younger boy in the ghetto of uh, it being Hanukkah time. And uh, in the ghetto, you would get rations every day, uh, a little bit of bread, a little bit of butter. And uh, so that's what you would get every day, and that's what you would survive on. And so it's Hanukkah time, and the boy sees his father trading his bread for more butter, and then taking the butter that he got from his own ration and the person from whom he, with whom he traded, and melting it down, and putting it in a menorah, and lighting the Hanukkah lights. And the boy, who turned later to become a rabbi, was incredulous about this. How can you give away your rations of food and melt down your butter in order to light your Hanukkah candles? This is life or death here. We're surviving day to day. How can you do this? The father turned to his son and said, my son, in the ghetto we learn that a person can survive for a week without food. And a person can survive for three days without water. But a person can't survive for even a single moment without hope. And that's why I traded my bread for butter to light the Hanukkah candles. The boy who became a man reports that it was that statement, that teaching that his father gave him, that expression of hope in the midst of despair, that inspired him and moved him, gave him the courage and strength that he needed to live through the incredibly, the incredibly painful and horrible ordeal of the Holocaust, and gave him the drive that he needed in his life to become a rabbi, to give hope and inspiration to everybody he encountered. I tell that story, I tell that story a lot. Some of you may have heard me tell that story before, and I wanted to tell it tonight because I was thinking over the past week about how words can transform our lives. How something somebody says to us, which may be something kind of offhand, something that they don't even necessarily intend to be so powerful and so transformative, can have such a profound and deep asp- uh, impact on our lives that it ends up changing the trajectory of our lives and the direction of our lives. Where we go, it could be for good or for ill. And I'm sure if you took a moment, you would probably be able to identify someone or some moment in your life in which somebody said something to you that dramatically altered how you felt about yourself, how you saw the world, what the trajectory of your life was like. My guess is that most of you in this room have an experience like that or a person like that who said something like that to you. I know who they are in my life, the teachers and the mentors, and I know who they are for ill, right? And so, you know, some of you know that uh, um, I I struggle a little bit with uh, my weight and my body image. And... um, I remember 
being a, you know, I was a husky kid. Um, I, you know, the husky pants were what I wore. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the kids at school were sometimes kind of unforgiving for a husky kid, especially when they saw that it got to them, right? And those words, those statements changed the trajectory of my life. They shaped who I am and how I see the world and how I see myself. So for good or for ill, words shape our lives. And people who speak those words shape our lives. One of the great lessons, I think, of the Torah is all the way back at the very beginning of the, of the book, very beginning of Genesis, right? We all are familiar with the common mistranslation, but anyway, the translation of the, of the book of Genesis, right? Beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was unformed and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the presence of God was hovering over the waters, and the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. So in that telling of the creation of the world, right, the Torah is not talking about history. The Torah is not talking about science. The Torah is talking about values, Right? And the value that is expressed at that moment, at that very beginning of our story, is that words create worlds. Words create worlds. Maybe God spoke the universe into existence. Maybe God didn't. But our ancestors were trying to tell us that when we use our words, we have incredible power to shape people's lives, to impact the community around us to alter the trajectory of history. Words create worlds for good or for ill. So the beginning of our Torah portion this week is Parshat Emor. Emor means to speak. And the portion is all about the words, the commandments that Moses speaks to the priests. And the word emor is repeated over and over again. And the commentators say, why is the word emor repeated over and over again? Why is the word say, to speak, repeated over and over again, and specifically to the priests? Because the priests, our rabbis teach us, are supposed to be disciples of Aaron, children of Aaron. And the Mishnah says that the disciples of Aaron are ohev shalom v'rodef shalom ohev mekorvan Torah. They are lovers of peace and pursuers of peace. They love people and bring them close to the Torah. And so the commentators say that this parsha is emor, speaking to the priests. Because what Moses is trying to do is create a paradigm in which his words translate into the building of peace and the love of people. I was thinking about this lesson, this teaching this week, because I was made aware of some moments in the past and in the present, in the life of our community, um, in which words were incredibly uplifting and helpful to people, people who were going through a hard time in their life and encountered people within our community, something to rejoice in and celebrate in, people within our community who gave them encouraging words and a supportive arm and gave them advice and guidance that helped encourage them and uplift them. And then instances in which people use their words for harm, even if they didn't intend it. People who spoke words of insult in social media, 
and with a lack of compassion over the telephone. And I saw and heard about the worlds that were shattered for people through the words that were uttered. And it strikes me that in this era that we live in of unbridled access to communication in all sorts of different media, in all sorts of different formats, there's also unbridled temptation to just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Even if it's harmful, and even if you don't intend for it to be harmful. But it gives an opportunity, it's an opening, what the rabbis would say, to the Yetzer Hara, to the inclination to, for self-centeredness, for selfishness, for evil, depending on how you look at it. An opening, an invitation to, because we have the technology, to utilize it without really reflecting on how we're going to use it. So one of my teachers, Rabbi Sharon Brous uh, of Icar in Los Angeles, California, um, had a great campaign in her synagogue, um, uh, I think it was last year. It was a viral video that she created titled, Pause Before You Post. Pause Before You Post. And I think that that is such important and profound wisdom for us as a community, for us as individuals, and for us as Jews, and I think for everybody in the world, especially for young people who use social media with incredible ease, ease that even baffles me. PBP. I like to make acronyms out of everything. PBP, pause before posting. Pause be PBP, pause before, thank you for the acronym, Chazam. <laughs> so, um, pause before you acronym. Um, <laughs> So, uh, pause before you post. There's a Jewish technology for that. The rabbis call that shmirat halashon, guarding our mouths, guarding our speech, guarding our tongues. And they said the highest moral bar and maybe the most difficult commandment that we can attain is shmirat halashon, guarding our mouths. And, if, and all the more so in an era in which it's not just our mouths that are doing the talking, but our fingers and our keyboards and our smartphones and our computers. There's so much access to communication and therefore so many opportunities to build worlds and to shatter worlds through what we say. And I want to invite you not only to consider pausing before you post and to adopt, hold in your mind the consciousness of what it means to guard your language, but also to know, hearkening back to our original story and hearkening back to our own lives in which people have given us for good and for ill experiences, moments of speech that changed our lives that we can be that for other people as well. We can be it, of course, for harm, but I think most of us don't really reflect and aren't conscious about the fact that we can do it also for good. That what we say to somebody else can radically transform their life. So what would you say to somebody, somebody new, somebody that you know, somebody that you don't know, if you knew that anything that you say might shape their destiny. And that 
is the essence of Shmirat Halashon, of guarding your speech, of considering what might be the impact of what I say and how can I proactively use what I say to help people's lives.